2021 will go down as the year crypto went mainstream. Not only that, it also changed the lives of thousands of people who bet on this space, myself included. So what were all the major events that happened this past year, and how did we position ourselves to take advantage of these events? Well, you're about to find out. All right, everybody, welcome to The New Normal, a podcast where every Tuesday we break down complex crypto topics so that anybody can understand. This is the first episode in 2022. I feel like we haven't been here in almost a year. It seems crazy. It seems fresh. It seems foreign, which is beautiful. I am your host, Austin, aka Mac and Cheesy. And alongside me, we have Jesse, the lead engineer on the Crypto Goons NFT project. He is actively carving his way on the Mount Rushmore of Twitter profiles up there with Shaq, Cardi B, and Satoshi Nakamoto. And this this show is growing, so call us crazy, but we want to keep it growing. Just call us crazy. We wanted to keep it going up into the right. So to show your support, we would appreciate if you share this with a friend, share this with an enemy, whoever it may be, or leave us a podcast review that helps it get to more people. On today's episode, we're going to dive into some of the biggest events that happened in 2021, how the incubator was born, a little bit more about kind of Jesse, myself, some of the things we learned from being in the space and kind of what it was like going through these events and how you can kind of position yourself to kind of take advantage of 2022 because this thing is just getting going, whether you believe it or not. So Jesse, I know we were having a conversation at the year end, um, just saying like, how crazy this year was just from a crypto standpoint, from an individual standpoint. Like if you were to tell our 2021 versions, the January 1st, 2021 versions, uh, where we were at for our January 2022 versions, it would have been crazy. Like what a, what a crazy year this has been, right? Uh, yeah, a wild year, uh, you know, ending 2020 coming off, the, the just the lockdowns of the pandemic and and Bitcoin and Ethereum really starting to grip on their bull run. You know, it was feeling good coming into January. You're, you're starting to you're feeling good. Bitcoin and ETH are doing well. Um, and and but you just it, a crazy year of of things that just change everything come and you don't even you don't even know it's going to happen. <laughs> it's crazy because like. There's a saying in crypto, a week in crypto is a month in technology or a year in other industries. So like this condensed timeline in crypto. And now, so if you extrapolate that over the course of a year, the amount that can change, like crypto can change or used to change with an Elon Musk tweet. And this whole, like it could just change so rapidly. And yeah, to your point, right? 2020, going into 2020, we were feeling bullish. Like it, it was, it was cool. Like we were definitely feeling good about the space there. And yeah, so I think that's a good point, right? So a lot of people got into crypto in 2021. A lot of people that was like their, their foray, but do you want to kind of touch on kind of leading up to 2021 and like really just the start of start of that year and like how you were able to kind of just take off or kind of just not take off because obviously there's no, we're, we're still in that process, but like how you just yeah. kind of were able to be engulfed in this crypto world. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I yeah, personally, my personal story was I was I was actually unemployed at the time. Um, I had been working on a, on a on a project with with Austin, living with my parents. Kind of had no 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 fee uh, no uh, costs to pay, so that was really nice. And I was just trying to figure out where I wanted to go uh, with my career. And 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 one of the things Austin and I learned from a a, a company we started called Banter was mm-hmm. that we really it's so important to 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 create content and start building audience and like meeting people because it's just the opportunities of when you start sharing your ideas and thoughts, not just to someone in a text message, not just to someone in a chat, but to a greater, wider audience, amazing things can happen. And, and, you know, we had this idea back then and I, you know, I'd say something on Twitter and like one person would see it and it'd feel awful, (laughs) but I just knew that like, all the smart people out there I could see was doing this. And, and, and I knew I had a lot of cool ideas and, and thoughts about crypto to share. And how could I share that with more people? And so that was really kind of setting the context coming into the year. And so I was looking for a contracting job and really how could I be mostly in crypto, but still kind of float myself on the side. And, that, and that's kind of where I was coming into the year. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a little bit of this this content journey, but it is it's overlaps and it's intertwined with all of crypto and everybody listening. I think like positioning yourself in the content creation world, it opens up a it's like a secret weapon. And if you notice for the crypto ecosystem, your community is the strength, and that starts with social media so like at the root of all crypto almost all crypto it's this social media it's this this marketing this brand presence and yeah for those of you listening mac and cheesy austin aka the same guy aka me yeah so jesse and i we were working on this app and like yeah we didn't have any viewers so we both consciously were like all right 2021 we're gonna make a conscious effort to get into content creation. Like that was one of our goals that we set. And in the incubator, right, we talk about like setting New Year's goals and kind of getting into these things so that you can kind of see the writing on the tea leaves or whatever it is, and then kind of keep it moving. So we're, the two of us, right, we're, we're talking about um, content creation and the, the market's kind of it's going in into the new year and it's, it's feeling bullish. It's, bullish. it's, feeling, it's, it's very it's bullish. It's bullish. But then we have a major, we have a whip from like 40 back to, I don't know how low it got, but there was a point where, yeah, there was a little one. It was January. just a quick little dip, but then the fun, the fun started to happen. There was the NFT craze. There was the, the Tesla craze. Do you want to dive into the, the NFT yeah, I wouldn't even call it NFT. I call it the Top Shot craze. Like no one knew of what an NFT was at the time, but everyone knew about Top Shot, right? And and I to me, and I think this is really what starts the entire NFT bull run of this year is Jonathan Bales writes this article that I think many of the viewers out there know of, <clears throat> or you can go Google it. He says, I spent $35,000 on a video you can find all over the internet. Here's why. <laughs> and people are like, you're nuts. Like, this is dumb. And then all the other people are like, genius. I'm following, I'm tailing that. <laughs> I'm in. And I, I took me a little bit. Like, I, I, it took me like maybe a couple of weeks to like finally be like, oh, yeah, I should actually like get engaged there. Cause I, I, I was like, I'm not a basketball person. Like, oh, what is this? You know, it's not really Ethereum. You know, I was skeptical. Right. And I think that was one of the things I learned this year is like, when you're skeptical about things in crypto, go get your hands dirty first. You're just being a sideline, like 
uh, spectator sitting up on that high chair, like thinking you know everything or thinking you have like good opinions. Like you, you don't know. We all, none of us know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the only way to really find out is go get your hands dirty. And then now when you got your hands dirty, what did you see? What did you notice? Uh, was this your first foray into the NFT, like into the top shot space, but into this digital collectible space? Yeah, it wasn't my, f- I had bought CryptoKitties back in 2017. So that was my first real NFT, but I had sort of put crypto out of my mind a lot during the bear market because it was so painful to see it go down for me. And so this was sort of kind of pulling me, I, you know, I'm looking at my portfolio, seeing it go up. Yeah, that's good. But this is really start the first time I'm getting pulled back into like the application layer, or the, like the fun layer of crypto, not just like looking at charts and seeing the numbers go up, but like actually using it for something. Right. And so, uh, yeah, Top Shot was super fun. You bought, you get in a pack drop, you maybe you get one and it's worth suddenly hundreds of dollars. You're like, holy shit, free money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was wild. Um, but yeah, it really started to form these communities uh, around top shot and then as we see later uh more more nfts so we're saying the term top shot uh just like the tldr of it they're basically the same way you would think of an nft today it was just like a digital highlight so you could buy like a john morant i think that's what jonathan bought right a john morant posterized dunk and he owned or i don't know if he still owns it or not but he bought the right to that and what you would do is because then Jesse got me on the top shot and then I got my friends on it. We would you would just hop on like this lottery system. So they kind of made it like there was a, a limited supply that the demand was high. The supply was low price increased probably a little bit more than it should have. Um, but it was like this whole fun thing that people started doing. And now people are like looking around like what what's going on here. And this this started started it it didn't kick it off we're going to get into the kickoff but before we get into that just to have like the chronological order i think the next the next major event was tesla buying bitcoin do you remember your thoughts do you remember like what was going through your head when you saw that come come across the wire yeah i mean i think they what they put one billion dollar something like that in i think late february somewhere in february there and they also announced they would be taking bitcoin payments and I mean, I, I, I'm kind of a bit an Elon. I, I struggle with Elon at times. I think he, you know, he's really good mm-hmm. at controlling the memes and the internet. And so like, I'm really impressed by that. <laughs> but also I'm like, I can't, it's like annoying to hear all the internet just like, like obsess over what he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a big like credibility moment for Bitcoin, right? Like Tesla is a very public company and stock trading became such a huge thing in 2020. Like a lot of new people joined stock market and so hearing that tesla has bought bitcoin uh, that that brought a lot of new people into crypto and so that that was that was a good thing the i remember (laughs) and i think now probably your opinion has been even more jaded about elon versus because we we've know what happened after this so when i first saw this i remember um i was in texas and I was doing Wim Hof breathing in the morning and I saw like the news was up because our buddy was already up doing work. And like, I saw the news and I was like, oh, wow. Like I didn't even really even think of it because I was mid mid meditation, but I wanted to run up and increase like a leverage position because I was like, okay, this is going to moon it. Like, 
And there was still time there just because the efficient market theory for crypto doesn't exist. And and I that's a whole nother take. But and so there was still time where it was like the news came out and then it was like and then it, the, the price shot up. So that, that was super interesting. And we saw with Tesla and we've seen MicroStrategy Square, these these companies getting more Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And yeah, this really felt like because Tesla is one of the biggest companies by market cap in the world, this really felt like it was, hey, like we're here. This this is this is our moment. And unfortunately, fortunately, we haven't really seen another company step up to the plate similar to that of Tesla, which if you were to tell me that in February, that no other company of that size would kind of make that play, I would I'd be surprised to say the least. Yeah, I agree. I thought I thought it would take companies six months to figure it out, <clears throat> and it's been six months. So, um, and yeah, it, we just haven't seen it. So I wonder if it's more difficult or it's just not going to happen. You know, it's not. It's hard to say. It is probably yeah. challenging to to the the lead, like to get Bitcoin onto your balance sheet and to do all that is definitely a technical endeavor. Um, I will think about who's who. What major companies have bought Bitcoin? You have Elon Musk, who's kind of at the helm of, he kind of calls the shots there like he he is the board he is the judge jur jury executioner like if he wants to get bitcoin they're going to get bitcoin you look at square jack dorsey like a bitcoin maximalist of course that would make sense for him you have uh, michael saylor at microstrategy like that guy is a, a giga chad for lack of a better term like like so you have like these these pretty vocal leaders who have got gotten in it you're not seeing these kind of traditional ceos getting into it yet so i think we we need to see that for there to for that domino to fall um and now kind of so we're going to be jumping around just different topics just because this is kind of how the year went um board ape yacht club we know it today we know steph curry post malone but they didn't exist in 2020. They they existed in 2021. Were you following that all? The mint there? Like what was going on there? Yeah, yeah I definitely was. It was in late April because um, I'm hanging out in some of these discords talking Top Shot and some other things. And I just completely missed it. And I was and I so I started seeing I have all these profile pictures with the apes show up in, in one of the discords I'm in. Um, the Club Top Shot Discord, actually, uh, Pete Overzet's show. And, and I'm skeptical at first, you know, you're like, well, this is like just a crypto punk knockoff, right? Like, so what is a crypto punk, right? So crypto punks are starting to build up a narrative. Crypto punks are the, one of the first NFTs on Ethereum and they are building their narrative at this point. We're starting to hear more and more about them and their prices are going up. I think the floor is like eight, nine ETH on the punks at this point, maybe. 10 pushing like maybe to the mid mid teens and yeah and then these these looking like seemingly like look like they're just copycats right they're just a profile picture but instead of a punk it's an ape and you're like well that's i don't know i'm skeptical but what <laughs> when in doubt if you're skeptical that means you should be buying and engaging because you're probably you're probably off you know you're not engaged enough and and this really bored apes isn't a, the copycat. It becomes the number two in a brand new vertical, a brand new category of, of companies 
<laughs> right? Like a brand mm -hmm. new type of company is now established and it's an entire industry or vertical uh, of these, uh, this collection profile picture kind of NFT category. Um, is established and it's yeah it's it wasn't a, a historical copycat. moment it was it was a it was a visionary it was a and it's it is funny right with all these things even rewinding back to 2020 when we were talking about nfts um and digital art and we were just talking about it and we didn't act for lack of like we didn't get skin in the game and we we, we loved it we loved the idea of it and it took like that was actually because I would, that was because it was, I think, harder back then. Like, you know, like there, mm -hmm. like in September 2020, it was hard to know where to start. And it That's was hard true. to know. It was hard to know in early 2021, but it was easier because the disc, there was communities forming crypto, the crypto punks discord was, was pumping. Um, and there was more chatter starting to happen more of like, how do you start? Right. There was 100%. like, you still had to know what you were doing, but there was people that like was, me and you could figure it out. Yeah. That was part of our, our, cause I actually put an offer in on a piece of art, but, um, I did it on rareable and there's, it's, it still is a lot more difficult because it's not like these collections. It's not, they're one of one pieces. I couldn't or, even tell you what Rarible was. Like, it was hard to understand what Rarible was versus what is OpenSea. Like, we didn't know what Open. Like, we didn't understand OpenSea until you started using it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like and now, it's like, I, duh! I know what OpenSea is. Like, <laughs> it's you like, idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think that was the growth of 2021. The tooling and the the documentation, the knowledge base, the communities, and. Yeah, I mean, I I bet if you look at our Slack messages in the in the banter uh, group, you can see us chatting about going halves on a crypto punk at like a sixtieth floor, and you know it would have been a good decision. But I think that, again, back to your point, it's this um, action, 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 action. Like people of action are favored by good luck, or something like that. Something like that. Don't quote me on the on the actual saying. Yeah. Yeah, like in, especially in crypto, like, like just being in the right category, like in, in general, investing, like if you can like land yourself in the right category or industry, and it doesn't matter where your action is pointed at, you're gonna end up doing well. <laughs> and so, so it, yeah, it's, a thousand as long as your thesis about oh, like I believe in crypto, I, I NFTs are are legit or cool, like, and they're gonna be a thing. Like if you have that thesis, like. Literally, just taking action is gonna and make you money. Yeah, and it's and, the and same. Take you places. Same in traditional securities. <laughs> I think it's seventy or eighty percent is sector based. That's sector. it. That's the word if, I'm looking if, for. <laughs> if you pick the right sector, if you're into technology and you buy a technology ETF, that's like eighty percent versus picking a specific. So if you if you have a feeling, if you have a hunch on DeFi, if you have a hunch on NFTs, if you have a hunch on gaming. Uh, play to earn just getting in that Get world in. and we're so early that it's still like not this zero-sum game because we have an influx of new users so the the amount of money that comes in is increasing um and over time of course there are there are these fluctuations and you have to but i also think that comes back to your conviction like how why are you getting into this space just because some random influencer told you about play to earn games or are you getting in because you've read about it you're genuinely interested and now you've been on this fence and now you're like screw it i'm gonna do this 
it's it it's just about this action. So now we fast forward. Austin goes to visit his sister in Hawaii, and the market decides to absolutely dump just right right on its face. Right when Austin's doing some yoga, looking out the beach, it says, "All right, we're gonna drop from four k, sixty k to." 30k like literally straight down were you worried i wasn't worried i mean i'm still not worried but what what was going right through the, your mind yeah right in the beginning i'm not worried um but as it kind of persists on you know there was a lot of chart people out there who are very skeptical uh, that there was an issue and so i became kind of more neutral like i just didn't want to like act bullish <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, i just said you know i don't really know wh which direction this is going to go and i sort of landed in the middle uh after a while um but yeah i it's not like i lost faith in crypto i just thought like yeah <laughs> i yeah it's hard right and it's it's hard when you have because a lot of people are getting in for sometimes the wrong reasons which has to do with getting rich quick when lambo lambo now and I don't think that's the right reason. I think you have to appreciate where we're going. Um, so for me, and I like I've been preaching or just been communicating this is like I don't do I don't trade. I'm not a trader. I'm not a I'm not a short term investor. Most of my Bitcoin Ethereum, I probably won't ever sell because that's my my investment horizon. Warren Buffett has always said it like the optimal holding time is forever. And that's how I look at the mark. So when I see this dump, um, it doesn't affect me too, too much, but I think it's also important to note that a lot of people got in at 60. We were lucky enough to get in at some of these lower prices such that when we see 60 to 30 K you're still playing with house money. So it's it's easier for us to watch this but i will say especially the incubator was forming at this point we have our community we have our people and so it's it's less about how i how i can take it how you can take it it's more about how can our community um stay together how does our our people overexpose and that's why we kind of stress all these different risk risk management and these things because we want to be here for the long term not just for the pump and dump yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, we were starting to form the incubator right around that. I, I'd say like ten days prior to <laughs> to, to that dump. Um, uh, and I definitely, yeah, I definitely was talking about these things, and I'm sure some people bought because of that. And and you know that doesn't feel good, right? Um, but yeah, always, always, only risk what you can afford, and and and. No one's ever lost money in crypto holding for four years. And so you should never, you should know if you're playing a short-term game, you're playing a short-term game and there's risks there. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, be prepared to hold for five years at least uh, or forever if you're Austin. <laughs> you're not You're not getting them from me. We're, we're borrowing on our assets. We're yeah. borrowing, we're borrowing, we're borrowing. Um, okay, so incubator, right? The incubator starts forming. Um this was fun. This was this. I mean, we, we on the open, right? Crypto changed our lives um, and content creation changed my life. The incubator like this is something that is I, 
it's it's been amazing right and it's been the amount of the community growing the community and the like the the lives that have been impacted from the incubator but it was it was a fun ride well obviously it's still a fun ride but like just that formation was like yeah it, it, just it was exciting it was exciting uh starting our you know starting a community like that and yeah, immediately I was hooked. Like, you know, I want to help people and then we're talking in there and, and you know, um, I'm getting some alpha from different places and I want to share that and teach that to people. And and I think that's actually right when we, we did our first ever YouTube video, um, mm -hmm. uh, tutorial video, or at least it was first me and Austin video together where we did uh, lending and borrowing on the uh, DeFi application called Aave uh, on, on the Polygon network because... That was a, like a gas-free network, so it was like really easy to learn on. It was really great, and there was lots of um, bonuses that were being kind of handed out. That rewards, extra rewards, which turned out um, to be probably the most like that alpha. That video was amazing. Like truly, I, I still use Polygon for all of my DeFi. Like my, the money that we converted when you would walk me through it. That's what's still there and we're still borrowing it we're still doing that every day like that that yeah. video number's still going watched, up too <laughs> yeah like we're still getting views on that bad boy but it was the um yeah the, the incubator forming right because and how it started and if you're not part if you're listening and you're not part of the incubator click go to the description below and make sure to join because the people the community in there like the same way it's changed our lives i think everybody listening or a lot of the people listening who are part of the community i think it's changed their life for the better and it's it we've we've gone through iterations we've asked for people for help we've we've changed the format we've changed like you know what we're leaning on what we're focusing on and it's just about iterating and doing all these things um so we we have the incubator forming where we're having these chats we're figuring things out I'm on TikTok shilling, shilling the incubator on, on live, just trying to get people into the incubator because once they get in, I think they're going to enjoy it. Um, and so the, the price dumps in crypto, but then there, the, it's like, then it's NFT season. When the, when it's NFT. It's, it's JPEG summer. JPEG what, summer. What hot was JPEG summer was fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> what was hot JPEG summer like? Like if, if you weren't part of it, hot yeah. jpeg summer. i uh i yeah it, it actually started in the spring but like yeah july it started really starting to cook and i made some really bad decisions i went on vacation for at least two to three weeks in july and that was some serious money missed <laughs> like sup ducks uh, all kinds of things minted then which are nfts um uh and yeah so i come back from my vacation and i'm ready to go in august and, and august is just as good i mean we have some real some blue some blue chip nfts that are around now all came out in, uh, in august dead fellas and i don't know several others but it was it was a lot of fun like every time you'd mint like you kind of you knew you were gonna make money like <laughs> that didn't last uh because then that it's just it's impossible for that stuff to last like it has there has to be losers and and things that go down mm -hmm. um um eventually but yeah, it was incredible. And that was really the formation of so many of these amazing brands and NFT company, 
NFT crowdfunded companies that we see are, you know, skyrocketing today. Cool Cats, uh, Gutter Cats, um, uh, just so many of them. Creature World, uh, that was a, that was in August. Um, just some of the big names, if you're in the NFT space, they were born literally in July and August. Like, think about yes. that. That was like not that long ago. A hundred percent. And that's when... I was like, mess because we had done so many and like just had so many conversations and me on the sideline, just not doing it. And I'm like, screw this, Jesse. Like, I'm like, whatever. Like, I, my first mint was the junkyard dogs. I remember I did it literally, I did it within 30 seconds. I was hooked. If I had done that mint three months earlier, I, I might be sipping a margarita on the beach. <laughs> like, like it's once you do it, you once you do, you learn by doing. And then we got into the Solana NFTs, which I know a lot of the people in the incubator are happy we did that. Like uh, all all these uh, Solana, the new frontier um, was one of our one of our videos or new normal yeah. episodes. Yep. Yeah, you know, and, then and then meanwhile, crypto punks are starting to really take off, like because they are the OG. Like everything that's happening is validating the OG, and and yeah, we start to see it go mainstream, right? We see Jay Z buy a crypto, like suddenly a crypto punk shows up on Jay Z's Twitter profile, and you're like, holy crap! Like, and that and that is like such a small moment now. <laughs> like, there's so mm -hmm. many celebrities and and just it's. NFTs just become this like crossroads of so many fun things, investing, art, game theory, gaming, like all these great interests kind of crossroads into each other. And it's just, you're, you end up buying something that, that artists and celebrities and athletes and, you know, mm -hmm. Austin and Jesse and anyone owns. And it's just, it's so fun. It's so cultural. It really is fun. And yeah, I, we're, we're we're gonna get into because I, I want to know what you think your best mint was, and I think we're gonna we're gonna go back back and forth a little bit about best mint, worst mint. Um, but there was a big event, um, which I think we'll go back and look back in time. Is the China Bitcoin uh, China banning Bitcoin mining? This was a a major event in crypto history. Uh, just a little backstory there, right? Uh, the majority of Bitcoin mining was done in China and they kind of had a strength, a stronghold on the hash power across the globe. But what China, China wanted to basically banned it and overnight machines dropped off the like. So you can look at the chart of the Bitcoin difficulty, which is a proxy for the amount of Bitcoin miners running. It just dropped off literally overnight because of machines getting unplugged and they moved all across the globe. And it was basically China saying, Hey, we don't want to be part of this. We want to be part of something else. Um, our, our own controlled, blockchain. our own, our own controlled blockchain. And I, wh what are your thoughts on that for the, the long term? I, Cause I, I have, I have some, some thoughts there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's a good thing um, getting the concentration of of anything. You know, we don't want any country in in a world where we are trying to decentralize. We want decentralization uh, geographically, 
right? Like, like that's a key part of it because then that then nation states have a lot of control and power in theory. Um, and so as that gets redistributed, and it was cool to see the the elasticity of the network, right? It didn't like it's not like it went down or anything. It just the, yeah, the price tanked a little bit because the price is uh correlates with how much um, compute there is to actually secure the network but it just went down and it redistributed and you know you look now and it's it's pretty much back up and 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 yeah all that stuff is redistributed and it's in a better place now i like the the decentralization from a geographic standpoint you see this in tech in basic tech so when you're creating an application and let's say you're using aws um, for your hosting services, you have something called an availability zone. So like where in the region, where in the country are your servers, you don't have them located in a single warehouse because if that warehouse goes down, then your entire application goes down. The same thing can be said for an entire network of, of crypto, of anything. So like Solana, right? Is, is Solana, how resilient is Solana from a geographic standpoint? Like how... Because if there's something that happens there, if there's an issue with China, yeah, like, let's say where there's a tsunami that takes out a, like a wipes out a country or something like like God right. forbid, like these things it, can happen. A hundred percent, a hundred, and like a major power outage to an entire grid, like <laughs> these things happen. So when China initially banned Bitcoin, um, it was scary. They've banned it a million times. This seemed like it was really kind of the first time that was that was really real. It actually did it. Like it actually, <laughs> they actually did it. Um, yeah. But it was, it showed its resiliency, and it kind of literally Bitcoin kept it moving. Bitcoin was like, oh word, we're gonna keep it moving, and then they they relocated across the globe, and then so they're re relocating across the globe. NFTs, Jay Z. Post Malone, and then we have FTX Arena, which is where the Miami Heat used to or still play, but it used to be American Airlines. And then you have the Staples Center, which is now Crypto.com. So those are two of the biggest basketball teams in the NBA, and their arena is shoving crypto down your throat. It's it's a it's officially made like <laughs> literally shoving it down your throat. You can't even. You can't even go to a basketball game without telling somebody to buy the dip. Like, I, so cool, right? Like, in the beginning of 2021, that wasn't even on our mind. Like, Staples Center? Are you kidding me? Like, I, well, we're living in a fairy tale, and honestly, at some point, you just got to be like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, definitely mind blowing. And then, yeah, seeing like Budweiser buying ENS and, Pepsi doing cringe things, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like they're joining the conversation as cringe as it is like Nike Adidas, like they realize Web3 is here and it's not going away. Um, you know, you could say they're trying to get a marketing opportunity, but I also think they, they're, they're de-risking themselves. They, they don't want to get left behind. And so, yeah, that, that the all these things are bringing crypto to the mainstream awareness. Okay, I th I'd say 2021 is the the year of mainstream awareness. 2022 may be the the year of not just awareness, but everyone is now in crypto. Okay, I I, I thought you were going to go with 2021 mainstream awareness, 2022 mainstream adoption. 
That's the better phrase, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost track of my wording. <laughs> all right, clip that one. Clip that all one. Right. But <laughs> let's try it again. Let's try it again. <laughs> and, and I think what one thing that's important to note is that we didn't have like this blow-off top, which I think is I am extremely happy about because I would much rather like slowly up and to the right, especially with what we're doing. We're building communities, we're building projects like that's just sideways action is the best. Yeah, I love sideways action. I love like, sideways action. Uh, I, side when I, when it's sideways, I'm like I can fucking I can catch up. I can take a breath. I yeah. can we can build. We can build something when it's sideways. When it's mooning, I check my my price chart every thirty seconds. I can't do anything. Yeah, and then we have to find ways to actually hold that huge new price up, right? Like like sustaining higher prices is hard. Um, mm -hmm. and so like, I've been using this, this analogy, but when you, when the chart goes up, we sort of have to scaffold higher to keep it up, right? Like if we're not building and scaffolding mm -hmm. the foundation of crypto and the foundation of these projects higher, then a high price won't be able to be sustained. And it's going to have to come back down to wherever we are at in the building wise. I like that. Like thinking of it, like building, building it slowly up. I, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chart is literally being held up by what we're building. Yeah. And as you do it slowly, you can build up. Whereas a straight up, you're you're screwed for lack yeah, of a better like, term. Fuck. How am I going to keep that price up? <laughs> now, now, I know one, one specific thing really changed your life. Um, and I think we've we've touched on it. But I think listeners can learn about like how you came to that opportunity like how you were in this position like so do you want to touch on how you got involved with the cryptoon goons and the framework such that you were able to have this opportunity and able to take advantage of it and able to step up to the plate yeah i mean it, the I joined the Cryptoon Goons because of a Discord, a message in Discord, right? And it wasn't just an accident. I someone sent a message, and then someone else at messaged me, like saying, "Hey, I think Jesse could help." And this honestly became like uh, a summary of the entire year of of like preparing, kind of to be ready for a moment like this, like learning to code uh, on Ethereum, building relationships in these discords specifically this is in pete overzet's discord um for club top shot and, and club nfts and and just the, it's just this moment of like all the work we've done throughout the year when no one was watching right when the lights you know you're, no one's watching we're working we're building our twitter we're learning we're learning we're acquiring these skills but nobody's watching you're on it you're doing it on your own and then boom, the lights are on, right? Like you join an NFT team uh, and and like the lights are so bright and it's like, go, go, go. And and you're ready now because you've been working this whole time. And it was just this like a really exciting moment that uh, I'm so happy to share with all the friends and relationships I've built over the year. It was just so exciting to see everyone come out and support me. And and um, yeah, it's been really fun. And yeah, we're just keep it, keeping it going. I think it's I think it's funny just how because like we had had just like a conversation and we were like it, it it was never a matter of if it was never a matter of if it was a matter of when and like we literally had a conversation and then like two weeks later it was the when and it was like holy shit let's go um and another like 
that wasn't the first time you got added Jesse. Can you help with this? The amount of <laughs> at Jesse, can you help with this that you've probably have gotten is is a thousand. Like literally from yeah. me, you're probably at a hundred. Like so the <laughs> amount of at Jesse, can you help with this? It really is a culmination of accumulation, culmination, continuum, continuumization, whatever you want to call it. It was this preparation and like stepping up and then you get involved with this crypto and goons in a discord. And that's why we always talk about just being active in the incubator, being active in, in a discord community. That's where most, that's where that's literally like hanging out in the job, in the office of these companies, basically there's no difference. And how maybe back in the day, right. Where you would like, Oh, I, I waited till they came out of the office. And then I was right there with like their favorite donut, like whatever the story is, like that doesn't exist. What exists is like being active in communities and being there, being present, providing value and specifically right for like the incubator. Like that's like, that's where we want to build from. We want to build from the community and then grow from there. And a number of people have been able to start, like building with us just because they've been active in the community and because they get the vibe, they understand it, they know what we're about. And that's the best way to build culture, which is also the best way to scale um, communities and businesses. So it's like just being present gives you an opportunity to get quote unquote lucky as, as some, some people out there would say, but it's, that's just couldn't be farther from the truth. And now so looking back on it, right, because that was literally at the end of the year for you and like that's coming to the end of the year for for really everything. What were some of the um, Hey, okay, I have to ask, what what was your best mint? Financially, uh, definitely the, the punks comics. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I must have told I told at least three or four different discords. Uh, only a few people actually listened to me, but because <laughs> this is all the way back in May. Um, but yeah, that was definitely. Definitely one of my best mints, and then my favorite still though is Creature World. I just, I just, it was such a joyful moment to like run around in their Creature World metaverse that they had created, and like, um, yeah, I, I'll always be a Creature World maxi. <laughs> for for me, the most fun had to be Wolf Game. Uh, getting wolves, I, I I minted a Gen Zero wolf. Well, I minted a wolf and a sheep, and then you stake them. And for those of you that weren't following, like this game took over the NFT space just from the, the conversation because of all the things that were going on. Shout out P-Boy, uh, Jazzy P-Boy. He messages me directly because in the incubator, if you're part of the NFT chat channel, you know people are slinging alpha left and right. But P-Boy messages me on the side. He's like, yo, ape this. And I'm like, ape it? He's like, ape it. <laughs> so I ape it. Um, and I got a wolf, which was a rare, one of the first, one of the first rares that I'd ever minted. And like, now you, I stake this, you're getting wool and I'm still playing this game actively, but that was just like the craziest thing. My parents were in town for the weekend. And like, I just told him, I was like, this is not like, I'm going to be checking this. Like, there's no, like I, I, I explained the game to them. I was like, all right, listen to this. We have a sheep. And we have wolves. If you try and take your sheep, I might steal the sheep from you. Or if you mint it, like, and they're just like, 
what the hell is going on here? And then you tell them the US dollar value of these freaking things. And they they just they're like, okay, what the hell is going on here? But that was like one of the most fun that I had had. Like we were in the incubator just just 24 seven, like game theory, just chatting, listening into discord, general chats, just to be like any alpha, any juice, what's the shepherd going to say? Like that was fun. Like, what is a shepherd going to tweet? I actually was walking. I got an alert on my phone and it was a shepherd tweet. And I bumped my head into a tree and I might've got a minor concussion because of a shepherd tweet. Like I was like, what is going on in my life? But, nothing better than seeing the tweet. Dash the shepherd. Dash the shepherd. When the shepherd tweets. When the shepherd tweets. Um, so, okay. A little bit more, let's, let's get a little bit more serious here. A little bit more, um, insight into listeners or in, insight into kind of general takeaways. So what were some of the takeaways that you had from this past year that you look to double down on and you think everybody listening should either bet on or double down on? Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing is just give, give and give like that, that, is sort of the foundation of content creation is just giving value nonstop. Um, that that has just paid dividends like over and over again in the most rewarding ways possible. Like not just like financially, yeah, sure, maybe that or like followers, sure, maybe like those things, yes, they those happen. But like the relationships, the things I learned just because like I would tell, I, I would teach somebody how to do something or I would show somebody something and then they'd come back to me and teach me something because like they have questions or like it just opened up so much stuff for me, right? And and so I think just whenever you have knowledge or skills to give, like do it and 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 carve out the time to work and help people because it will come back and it, and it's ultimately just super, super rewarding. The most selfish thing you can do is help others. It's, it, it, it might seem counter counterintuitive, but it really is. There's so much truth to that. Yeah, no, it's to, totally true. Um, and anything else? What what um what other? So helping others, um, to, which is if you're here, you're with that. You're with the vibes there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just gonna lead with that. That's it. I think just give, give, and give. Beautiful. So for me, right? I think consistency. So how did how did I grow my TikTok? Posting a video a day at least, no matter what, hitting post every day for about 300 days straight, and not worrying about the outcome. Like disconnecting yourself from the outcome, connecting yourself with. The, the consistency, connecting yourself and setting your goals such that it's something that you can control. And if you can control that, that's where you connect yourself. So like I, I personally, it's just about hitting post. It's about hopping on here. This is episode 28 and it's just about keep doing it. You, each episode gets a little bit better. Each episode, you get one more fan, you get one more viewer and things compound. Yeah, I'll add on compound. to that. Measure your success not by like numbers. Like if you're if you're posting or creating something, don't measure it by like how many you're getting, but like percentages. Because like when you when you're at one, you get to two, you're a help a hundred percent. And you know, but people get depressed. Like oh, I only went to two, not ten, you know, not a hundred. You know, like a hundred is is a thousand percent. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Um, like, so if you start thinking in percentages uh, and stop worrying that you're only at one small number up to another small number, you know, you start seeing things differently. And, and yeah, the compounding really can start taking off once you get to the bigger numbers. And one thing I think kind of with this consistency, with this helping others and something that I've learned, um, I've had the luxury of working with extremely smart people and people that have grown their social media, grown businesses, CEOs, like the top YouTubers, the top, like top creators. And for lack of a better term, nobody is that much smarter than you. Nobody is that smart. Nobody is, is this sure that maybe there's, there's geniuses out there or whatever, but the majority of people, they're no different than me, you, anyone listening. It's really what separated them is action. They acted, they decided they were going to do this. They were consistent. And like you have these conversations, you're like, Oh shit let's do it. Like, like there's, why not me? Why not us? Why not this community? Why the hell not? And I'm still looking for that reason. I'm looking for why not. And I'll add on to that. Action is super important, but so is learning, right? Like, like you don't have to be smart. You just have to be willing to learn and and curious, right? If you're curious, it's going to take you miles and miles and miles and miles and forever. Curious over the course of a year, over a month, over five days. I think you tweeted it today, right? About being a what? What was the verbiage there for the yeah, type a of learning runner? machine? A learning machine, and you're a learning machine. That like you just love learning. <laughs> you just you just love consuming the knowledge, um, and it's 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 all exciting. And in terms of the incubator, in terms of the goons, in terms of this community, like up and to the right, like I'm excited for 2022, 2021 was fun, but 2022 is, is where it gets a, a little bit more fun. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And if you, if you are still listening, which you should be, we do this podcast every Tuesday where we break down complex crypto topics so that anybody can understand today. We did a year in review just kind of looking back on the past and like seeing how we were able to handle it and some of the things that we learned, because I'll say for one thing, I've learned more this year than I have probably in any other year before that. And it it started with doing and it started with being consistent. So as always, everybody, thank you for listening. If you're not part of the Incubator Discord community, click the link below. I think you would really enjoy hanging out with us asking us questions. I'm going to ask you questions and we can learn from each other. As always, let's keep it moving and let's keep incubating. Here's to 2022. Peace. I'm walking around in the circle of life. 